0: Warning! The show includes strong language and adult situations, and in this episode, two scenes of sex and sexual activity, and discussions of homophobia. Check our transcript and show notes for specific time signatures as needed. Listener discretion is advised. This is Hand in Glove, an audio drama about baseball romance, and everything in between.
1: Good. Fucking finally. I thought we'd never get a chance to be alone after that practice. <laughs> At least I learned something from that last shitty
2: trip to A-Ball. How to sneak around during curfew.
1: Years of hard work and dedication finally paying off, getting another player in bed with you. What can I say? I'm a charming guy. Hold up. Gotta clean up,
2: too. That is the single most ridiculous run I have ever seen.
1: Look, I hate being messy. Just let me get this done.
2: I will go to sleep without you.
1: Just saying. Dios mío. You are the worst. Uh, I am so sleepy. Okay, okay, I'm done, I'm done.
2: This was not what I had in mind when I heard pitchers and catchers would room together on the road. Uh, you and me
1: both. I mean, I love it. It's It's been the best surprise by far this season. But it's definitely not how I saw things going for me this year.
2: So, like... I never wanted to date another player.
1: Like, I met a
2: few guys that I thought, maybe he's into dudes, maybe he like wanna make out after a game. And then every time I figured out some tick or personality trait that made me just hate
1: him. <laughs> okay, wait, what was mine? What do you mean? Oh, don't even. I fucking know you tried to find something about me that turned you off, so what was it?
2: Do you actually wanna know this? Cause if I tell you and we break up. Oh, come on, digame. I'm gonna be
1: so pissed I solemnly swear on my catchers mitt and tomorrow's denaro that I'm not going to break up with you if anything it's going to make me love you more
2: <sighs> it was how fucking often you called time at the plate Jesus Cristo, that's all you could think of? You know, first time I saw it, early in the preseason, you seemed off that day. So I said, okay, he's just trying to get his bearings. But then... I
1: lick my palms on the on-deck circle. I talk so much shit in the dugout. But then you started doing it in every single at-bat.
2: It was such a pain in the ass to watch. And like, you started doing it just to admire the crowd
1: some nights. I was like, they're gonna throw at his goddamn head. I have so many more annoying habits. That's the best you could find? You know, I found all those weird little quirks adorable. (laughs) Now that is fucking adorable. I just... I wasn't
2: expecting to fall for someone like this.
1: Neither was I. I mean... Say it bad that
2: we hooked up. I honestly have no goddamn idea. I mean, if you asked me a few weeks ago, I would have told you this was the absolute worst idea in the universe. Like, it's hard enough dating someone that's not part of the game, but another player? What if they get traded, or I get sent down?
1: Or someone finds out and says something about it. Yeah, that'd be rough, but I don't know. I feel like I could get through that. I just... I'd be torn up
2: if I couldn't be with someone I loved.
1: <laughs> How do you feel now that you are dating a player? I don't even fucking care anymore. Like, if I... Wait. Do you feel bad about it? <sighs> Cariño, Bebito, I fucking love being with you. Like, it just feels perfect. Like this perfect secret place I can go to and be happy and no one cares about my swing or how my knees are holding up or if my OPS is lagging and then all of a sudden, wham, oh shit, I play professional baseball and they could fucking cut me tomorrow or promote me and that secret place would be gone. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I just, I I don't know. God, I so get it. Oh, thank
2: God. I, I wasn't sure if I got it. You don't want this to end like every other thing in baseball. Someone gets a call, ships off, never heard from again. I get it. I get it. Three years ago, I was in Phoenix, AAA, and there was a guy. He better not have been as hot as me. He wasn't as hot as you, but he might have been cuter than you. I can live with that. Anyway, after a year, I was getting the feeling this was the end of the line. Not like I was done playing baseball, but like this was going to be my career. I made decent money, the team travel wasn't as bad as some places, and I was establishing myself as a possible closer. I was feeling safe and secure. For once. (laughs) So me and this guy, we started getting more serious. Serious, as in... As in we were debating whose towels and furniture were gonna stay in our new house before the wedding. Sounds pretty serious. We had the move-in date scheduled, right after spring training. We'd get it all in so we'd be together when I was at home training. Then we'd get married and he could unpack while I was on the road. And then... Oh no, you got the call. I got the trade right before opening day. Denver had too many pitching prospects and we were desperate for a real live bat to give them something in the second half. So they called San Francisco.
1: Wait, so is that how you got here?
2: (sighs) Not even. They moved me over to single A in Bakersfield. There wasn't a roster spot with the Coyotes at that point. San Francisco tends to pull guys from double A for pitching, so that was that. Wow, that is rough. I literally had to catch a cab straight from the stadium to hop a shitty budget airline because that's all I had available. Couldn't go grab my stuff. And I called him. This guy who I really, honestly, thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with. I called and told him. I told him he could just keep the furniture, the stemware, towels. (laughs) towels. <laughs> Keep it. Sell it. Whatever he needed to do. He agreed to help me get any equipment and personal things shipped over and... And we broke up.
1: <laughs> oh my god. Can I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I swear. It's fine. No, Miyamoto, that's so sad. <laughs> I'm... I'm so sorry. It's sad, but like...
2: It uh, it also ended fine. It really did. We actually talked for a while after until I had to move up here. (sighs) But it's... It's still hard. Carino. All that to say, I just... I get it. I do. (sighs) Christ, this game will just take from you and take from you no matter what you do. I mean, I barely dated after that. Just had a few flings because at least there wasn't the added pressure. Yeah. And now... Now I found you, and... I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to fuck this up. I really like it. How it is,
1: right now. I mean... I think we have to make this count. However we enjoy it, now however we can meet and be together, and if it all gets fucked up, well, we had something good. Right. It's always one pitch, one strike, next batter, right? Yeah. Well, who says this has to be any different? You want the whole game planned out in front of you, and then you get out there, and when you've done all that work, you've fallen apart. You just have to take this one pitch at a time, Macho. Not because I don't want to be with you. Because I fucking love being with you. Just because this business, this game, it's really hard.
2: What makes it so
1: hard for you? (sighs) The expectation, right? That every time I go up there, there's three coaches and scouts watching. It's been that way since I was 17. Like, always watching me. Every mistake, There's a scribble in a notebook. Every great hit, a nod, and more writing, and they were always there. They were always calling me or my dad, saying I should eat something else or do this exercise. It's... It got to the point where I just couldn't get past the feeling that there was nothing secret. Any dinner I had, any guy I met at a bar, any making out, it always ended with me terrified and having to leave. Oh, that's so terrible. And then it got really bad. Back in AA, that picture I told you about. Oh. He was a major asshole. The absolute worst. He'd walk around the room saying racist shit to everyone who would listen, talk dirty to women who dared enter his locker room, and then he'd call anyone who dared disagree with him a queer fuck. At some point, I... I can't remember why I got on his bad side and he just launched into me, said I probably loved being naked in a room with other dudes, probably wanted to fuck every one of them.
2: Who is this dude where do I fight him? Calm
1: down. <laughs> his elbow got shredded, remember? So I calmly turned around, dropped my towel, stared everyone down and just said, are you sure you don't just want to fuck me instead of talking about it all the time? Will that shut you up? Wow. He was seeing red, he was so fucking mad. And then, he threw too hard that night, finally blew out his elbow. Got what he goddamn deserved. <laughs> Chill out, out, Joel. Though, you're cute when you're angry. Anyway, that, that got to me a little bit. I didn't really feel comfortable talking about things after that. He didn't even know I was actually gay, but goddamn, he was ready to throw fists over it. Goddamn, I hate that.
2: Just so much.
1: Yeah, I I really wish it never happened. That I just ignored him. I mean, I'm glad he got a little justice. He earned that. But after that, it never really felt safe again to even hint at being gay. I hate it. I mean, I wanna tell my team the media, the fans, everyone. I don't want to do this the rest of my career to be hidden. But it just never felt right. Not after that. Do.
2: do you think we feel right?
1: Being with you was the most right I felt about anything in a long time, you. Uh, listen, I'm gonna freshen up real quick. You snooze for a bit, since you don't have to be a practice today, just game time. Mmm. Sexier words have never been spoken. Oh, I've got sexier words for you, Corliss. Off. Day.
2: Wednesday. Ugh, You tease. Hoping I wouldn't have to since they didn't need me out of the bullpen tonight. No, I'm just confused. I thought they wanted me to sit out this series. Wait, what? Oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah, uh, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna need a little extra time to warm up, but. Yes. Yes, okay. I'll be there, no problem. Uh, yeah. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Okay, where the fuck did I put my shirt? Okay, uh, gotta grab a few things, okay. Let's see, when I I get there, I gotta grab my stuff. Should be in the locker room still. Shit, where did I pack the rosin? Fuck, I don't have time. Uh, I can't fucking believe this. They're finally gonna give me the shot.
1: Where the fuck do you think you're going? I have to go. The fuck you do? We still have a few hours, and that cute ass is all mine. God damn, no, no, I
2: have to go now.
1: Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No antes puedo besarte por todo tu cuerpo. um,
2: No, no, Javi. They're here, downstairs. For me. But what? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. You mean- Yeah, I'm fucking starting. I am fucking starting for the first time in my pro career. Holy shit. Oh my god, that's amazing, cariño. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it is. I seriously can't believe they're actually- Shit, okay. I- I wish I could just take a little more time.
1: Go. Get down there. You have a fucking game to start. Go now. Okay,
2: I. I can't believe this is how this is happening, but. I love you, Javier Correa, and there's a decent chance I'm in love with you too. I don't need you to tell me anything, but I just. I
1: want you to know that. Jake, I love you, and I, I think I might be in love with you. Now,. Get the hell out of here before I push you off the balcony into the goddamn cab, okay? I'll see you there soon.
0: Episode 6 of Hand and Glove was written, produced, and directed by David Hanna. The part of Javi Correa was played by Charlie Pacheco. The part of Jake Corliss was played by Ezra J. Wayne. Script translations and additional dialogue provided by Charlie Pacheco. Sensitivity readings provided by Daniel J. Martinez Jr. and Charlie Pacheco. Sound design by David Hanna. A full listing of all sound effects used for this episode can be found in the transcript. For all transcripts cast and crew info and a link to our ko-fi page please visit our website at handandglovecast.wixsite.com slash handandglovepodcast or visit the link in our show notes the introduction music is Sunshower by louis zong the credits music is summer on the minuteman bikeway by louis zong we would like to extend a huge thank you to all of our contributors for this show including team sponsors francesca Ossi, james m gertzog Trevor Van Winkle, Max Kreisky, Emily Sackett, Andrew Cianez de la O, Spring Cullen, and Wes Borland. For a full list of our contributors, please visit our website.